There are a lot of people looking for meaning and purpose. That's yes, everyone is. Every, right, right, right. <laughs> and, and, and yet we are inherently meaningful and purposeful because yes. who we are is source. We're source. We're spirit. We're an infinite intelligence. We're a divine being. We're one with everything. So that's who we are, but but we think we're not. And then we, we um, uh, so we're searching for that meaning and purpose and i and i saw a quote from joseph campbell not too long ago where he was saying that even though a lot of people are looking for meaning and purpose probably what they really want is to feel alive welcome to the new beyond a podcast that invites listeners to learn how to not only think outside the box but learn how to live outside it the new beyond is a place in consciousness that lies beyond ideas of normal and abnormal It's a place where the new comfort zone has much more to do with your willingness to play big and be uncomfortable while you're learning how to navigate this brave new world. Hello, I'm Dr. Judith Rich, an octogenarian, coach, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Box. I've spent nearly five decades in the field of transformation, coaching people all over the world how to identify and break through old patterns and limiting beliefs that have kept them stuck and challenged to move their lives in the direction of what matters most. In this podcast, we'll hear from some interesting people in the field of transformation and others who, by example, are courageously tearing down old walls, reinventing themselves, and building their lives in the new beyond. And I'll be adding some personal perspective and hopefully some wisdom and insight as we go. Also, as part of my 80th birthday legacy project, I'm offering listeners a free gift from my new Musings and Meditations audio series. Just go to my website, judithrich.com, to claim your free gift. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Also, available for purchase is the entire series, Musings and Meditations. These are original pieces of my writing set to music that integrate the wisdom and experience gained from nearly 50 years as a leader in the field of transformation and consciousness. Look for a link in the show notes. So let's dive in as we begin an adventure in going beyond where you think you can go. My guest today is Peggy O'Neill. Peggy O'Neill has been coaching leaders in multinational organizations throughout the world for more than 30 years. She's a certified integral master coach and the author of two chapters in the handbook of personal and organizational transformation. The first book on cutting edge theory and practice on small and large scale transformation. Prior to becoming a transformational leadership coach, Peggy practiced law for 12 years. She earned her JD from the University of Arkansas, where she served as an assistant attorney general and Arkansas state purchasing director for Bill Clinton when he was attorney general and governor, respectively, and served in President Clinton's administration in the Federal Labor Relations Authority. Peggy offers workshops, individual coaching, guiding, custom-designed workshops, facilitation, and other programs for executives, managers, other professionals, those in career transition, and those seeking to evolve their corporate culture. Her approach includes models and concepts from a multitude of disciplines, including wisdom teachings, business biology, neuroscience, adult development theory, leadership, And here's my favorite, quantum physics. I'm a quantum physics nerd. Not a scientist, just just a fan. Peggy guides people to realize their untapped potential to create the seemingly impossible and to address crises that people over the world or the world over are experiencing. Oh my gosh, Peggy O'Neill. Welcome. I'm so happy to finally have you here. Oh, thank you, Judith. I'm thrilled to be here and thank you for such a nice introduction. I'm just, Well, this I is such you you've lived such an 
you have such an interesting story here. I mean, my curiosity bubbles are just popping all over the place. I'm always curious to know how people got started on their path and your path was the first, like, did you go straight to law school straight out of college or yes? Well, uh-huh. you, you, so you knew, did you know early on you wanted to be a lawyer? It's funny in high school, when they did one of those career days, I met with the lawyers and there was even a picture of me in the paper that, you know, so that some level I knew that, although I started out in undergraduate in computer engineering, but I didn't last long. I lasted about six months because I thought, I don't want to work with computers. I want to work with people. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, so then you, you practice law for 12 years, correct? Right. And then you left the law. So interesting. So many people, you know, the law is like a portal that they pass through on their way to something else. Yeah. And so yours was too, apparently. Yes. Yes? So how did that whole transition occur for you? What, what called you from, from the law forward? What called you out of the law? I had some friends who had done the LifeSpring trainings, which, of course, you're very familiar with, too. And they invited me to uh, attend one. And I thought, well, I I, I, I tend to have that uh, I don't want to miss out syndrome. uh, (laughs) I thought, okay, well, I'll go see what what they're up to. And um, and and during that time, I just fell in love with the trainings and with these insights into myself I, I, and, and, and started feeling like, why haven't I known this for all these years? You know, who we are and how do we get along and my belief system that was holding me back. And I was just fascinated. And at the same time, someone invited a, a coaching school to Arkansas to teach coaching. So before anybody really ever heard of coaching in 1987, uh, somebody invited a, a, a this coaching company to do a training. So I took that course as well and just uh, was, again, so interested because I'd always really been interested in how do we get along? How do we make the world a great place for everybody? And I saw through both the the, the, the trainings and then the coaching that there, there was another possible that, that, you know, it just opened a whole new world for me. Mm-hmm. And then I wound up being offered a job and, and, um, and uh, in in the training company and thought, well, I don't really have anything to lose. Practicing law is okay. So, but I'll go see what this is like. And I never looked back. I just was thrilled with, with having some new, new understanding of life and who we are and how things work. Wow. That sounds, that, that sounds so interesting. When you look back, like to your childhood, can you look back there and see any like through line or any thread, any little crumb, breadcrumbs, or any little piece of your story that might have given a clue to who you would ultimately become later as an adult? Yeah, the the, the thing that stands out the most is when there were some struggles in, in my household, in my home growing up when I was when I was about 12 years old and talking to my mom and Somehow it just came to me, life doesn't really have to be this way. I know there's another way. I know we can be happy. And so that was really the first breadcrumb that I breadcrumb that I remember mm-hmm. uh, was this, you know, some doesn't have why aren't why aren't we don't have to be miserable. <laughs> Somehow I knew. I just knew <laughs> that. And so that I think is also really what led me to law because I thought uh, at the time that seemed like a way to make a difference in the world, you know, the, that that was the way I was seeing change seemingly made in the time in the world. Of course, once I practiced law, I realized it wasn't quite what I thought it would be. Um, and then, uh, but anyway, so that's, that's the main, main, main thread that comes to me. And I, you know, I, in high school, I would mentor people, you know, I wanted to offer what I knew or how I, how I could support people. So I would mentor people just, uh, just as friends. I'm, I didn't charge me. That wasn't sure. a for me. It was just a, a version of a call, I guess. Like, you know, people would ask me for support and I'd say, yeah, so let's get together. Let me support you with this. And then I always liked being a leader in organizations. Uh, so that was another thing. So I learned a lot about leadership because I learned, I learned early on 
uh, that I had a little bit of a controlling style. And so I started learning how to, how to, how to be a better leader along the way. So all those were kind of, kind of would, I would say would be, would be my threads. Well, obviously you, you, you displayed leadership qualities and, and abilities and characteristics. I mean, to have, been invited to work for for Bill Clinton as an assistant as a as a assistant attorney general um in this was in Arkansas right oh correct uh-huh he yeah. had been a teachers of mine in law school so that's how I knew them and so yeah so I've been a student of his in law school oh interesting oh that okay so that connects some dots there and then you did you live in Washington DC at while you were working for his presidential administration, or was that just the the governor administration in Arkansas? Uh, yeah, so I was in Arkansas for that, and I was in the D.C. area. I lived in Virginia, right okay. outside of D.C. Yeah, but yeah, I was living there when when he was president yeah. when I was in the administration. Yeah. yeah, so interesting. Well, you talk about call, and um, I believe so strongly that each one of us comes with a call. Yeah, me too. That's really, you know, I I talk about it being embedded in our soul that at the soul level, we come with a call. And, uh, and it's interesting, because you have a Facebook group called answering the call. Yeah, right. You referred to breadcrumbs a while ago. I use that all the time. I use it all the time. There are breadcrumbs in our yeah, I do. And I, I I think there are these little tidbits throughout our lives, breadcrumbs, that we most people miss. They don't realize those are hints. Go here. Yes. Or notice this. Or yes. Think about this. And so, uh, so I talk about that. anyway. So yes, you were you were about to say something about yeah. Facebook. Well, no, I was going to just oh. ask you to talk about uh, your your Facebook group answering the call and um, wh- what do you mean by that? How do you what what goes on in there? What's the focus there? <laughs> <laughs> can we um, be like looky lose in your face? Right, 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 right. Yeah, come on down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, it's interesting when I was first decided that I wanted to create this community. It's a so it's a free community. It's open to anybody, and and there and so there are lots of videos and and uh, uh, tidbits in there to support us in answering the call. Uh, I'll tell you a side story though about the the. the the title of that is I was creating the name for the group. I kind of, I kind of asked for guidance from the universe and that name came to me as uh, the name. And then uh, like six months later, I was trying to change the name to a more marketable name. And, and I finally realized, Oh, the reason I can't come up with a different name is because I was given that name. By the way, listeners, she used air quotes around marketable, which you couldn't see, but I wanted it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so, yeah. So, answering the call uh, is what I mean by that. Is really what you're referencing too. That that we there's this sense of a call that most of us have. We we don't really know what it is, but we might be extremely successful. Uh, in fact, I was extremely successful, but still something was missing. And and I and so I said so I got on so I got on this path to to, to resolve this. But, but the call is what a lot of us feel when we don't feel fulfilled. We might even be thinking, gosh, I make good money. I have a great family, but I'm not completely fulfilled. Something's missing here. Is mm-hmm. there something else I'm supposed to do or be? Mm-hmm. Or I just feel there's something different. And it's that call that most of us, when we're trying to fulfill that call, look for it out in the world. We we look for it in relationships or substance like a glass of wine. I'm not feeling so great right now. I'll take a glass of wine uh, or mm-hmm. activities. So we get busy at work and, and, and try to fulfill that call out in the world. And, but what's really going on is that that call is an invitation to come home to ourselves. The metaphor I use all the time is the prodigal son. We go out in the world to try to fulfill these desires, these needs, this, mm-hmm. this sense of, mm-hmm. of, of, of wanting fulfillment. And then eventually we've done all of that and go, but something's I'm still not fulfilled. And then the prodigal son comes back home and the father is there with open arms waiting and, and running toward him to say, oh, thank you for returning and coming home. And the, and the prodigal son, in this case, uh, it, it metaphorically, is, is ourselves. Right. It's consciousness, source, spirit that's inviting us back home. And so the we turn within and then we realize that fulfillment 
that love, that peace, that, that uh, sense of happiness that we've always sought out in the world is already here within us. It's already here. You know, do you experience that? Uh, well, so here, here's my experience. And then let me just ask you to share what yours is around this. My experience is that everyone is called, but that everyone everyone comes with a calling, but everyone doesn't hear or receive the calling. Yes. And everyone who receives a calling doesn't respond, doesn't really, you know, we're too busy. We're, you know, like all the things you said. So I don't know. Is it your experience that most people going around in the world are not operating aligned with their calling. And that's why there's so much chaos and disruption and disconnection and, and um, lack of fulfillment in the world because we're not connected to what our calling is. Right. You're exactly right. We're, when we, when we're first born, you know, we're, we're open, we're aware, we can remember when we're little children, we ran around with a lot, well, we might not remember when we're little children, but we see other little children and can imagine we're probably like that too, where we're living with delight and joy and wonder and, 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 joy and, and, uh, you know, free, we're feeling free and running around enjoying life, but then we become conditioned and start trying to fit in and condition to, uh, be successful and get a good job and have a career, and so we get, we get uh, caught up in, of course, because we want to belong, we want to get along in that, into that, and 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 there's not much uh, conversation about how to listen for what we really are here to express, and so we feel start feeling separate from ourselves, and yes, and when I say separate from other people too, when we're actually really this one being, a little sidebar. But but yeah, so because of that sense of separation and us not knowing ourselves, again, not we're, we're the prodigal son trying to find the answers instead of coming home to ourselves. Then when we come home to ourselves, then we start with feeling fulfilled and um, set and um, happy. Then from there, we can better listen for, so to speak, listen for, we might feel a nudge or an image, but something starts coming to us when we're in that space of, of uh, already being fulfilled and happy, and then we can we can hear like, oh, that now I see what I'm here to do, or now I feel the nudge, or it might just be some nudges too, more breadcrumbs. But we what we but we begin to trust and honor those nudges to move in this direction or move in that direction. But yes, I, I, I and and yes, I think that's the reason too. We see so many people that don't experience meaning and um, purpose in their life. There are a lot of people looking for meaning and purpose. That's yes, everyone it. is. Every, right, right, right. <laughs> and 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 yet we are inherently meaningful and purposeful because yes. who we are is source. We're source. We're spirit. We're infinite intelligence. We're a divine being. We're one with everything. So that's who we are. But but we think we're not, and then we we um, uh, so we're searching for that meaning and purpose. And I and I saw a quote from Joseph Campbell not too long ago where he was saying that even though a lot of people are looking for meaning and purpose, probably what they really want is to feel alive, ah, uh. really alive, and and that's that experience of of um, of experiencing life and yes. being involved in life and fully expressing what I am here uniquely to express. We're each here to uniquely express something. And so, but most of us, again, because of our conditioning, we look for meaning and purpose out there. Like we try to write a, maybe write a sentence about what my purpose is or, and that's fine if people like that process. I'm not trying to make that process wrong. It never worked for me or meaning to try to find meaning in work or do meaningful work. And that's brilliant and beautiful too. But what we really want is that experience of meaning, that experience of purpose, which which may include that what we really want too is that aliveness and that knowing that we're expressing what we're uniquely here to express. Every human being, like you were saying earlier, using different words, but the same thing, that each of us is uniquely here to express something. Yes. and, And to know what that is. Does your, in your work with people, do you support them connecting with what is their call? What is their calling? What is their purpose? Do you support, does your work 
support them in uncovering in discovering that oh yeah yeah that's the that that's uh um that's like why why i why why i'm doing what i'm doing yeah yeah it, and, and it starts with knowing who we essentially are, knowing our essential nature as source, spirit, consciousness, awareness, all different names for that one being. The religious name is God's infinite being. So starting with knowing our essential nature and then from there, as we know that, then to be able to start listening and I say listening, we're not, <clears throat> not going to hear words, but then we're able to engage with these breadcrumbs in a different way. We're going to be able to um, to uh, uh, have new ideas will come to us. So how I talk about it is, as long as I believe I'm separate from source, source is going to express through me as a person who is separate. If I believe I'm one with everything, truly consciousness, source is going to express through me as consciousness. So when I realize really that I'm one with everything, I'm consciousness then new new and different ideas are going to come to me different how do you how do you bring people from the their experience of being separate i mean you know at the level of appearance it all looks separate right right here's here's my separate what uh alan watts calls a bag of bag of skin and bones here <laughs> here's my separate body over here how how do I move from this awareness that I think is real because it's what I can see and feel and touch and taste and all of that? How how do you move people or how do you see people move from that what is which has been their reality for their entire life to an awareness and a realization of actually being source? Uh, how does that how do you see people make that movement? I, I start with, I do encourage them to read a book by Rupert Spira called Being Aware of Being Aware. And, okay. uh, uh, and so I'll be speaking uh, uh, that sort of languaging right now, which is that we can, we can all be aware right now that we're aware, we're, we're hearing uh, me and Judith talk. We're aware of that. I'm aware that I'm hearing these people talk. I'm aware that I'm sitting in my car or at my desk while I'm listening to this. And then we can notice that we're aware that we're aware. We know we're aware. And that knowing is our essential nature. Mm -hmm. And when people first connect with that, it might just be for a short second, but we feel that brief experience of peace and, and uh, relaxation, stillness. And so I work with people that way to first feel it and then to expand it, to keep coming back to that so that it becomes more real and more expansive and more in my body experientially. And then there are some other exercises that I do, like, for example, um, uh, if, if we go uh, look at a tree, for example, where do we experience seeing the tree? Where's our experience of seeing the tree? We've been conditioned that I see the tree where the tree seems to be. Mm -hmm. But if I look in my experience, where do I experience the tree? Oh, I experience the tree where I am. Yes. I don't experience it over there. We've been conditioned to think it's over there because that's where everybody points the finger. It's over there. But then when we pause, so it's all experiential. It's all going within and experiential. When I really become my own scientist, my own researcher, I'm going to research my experience. What's my actual experience of life? Mm. Oh, I experience the tree here. Or we were taught, oh, listen to the bird up there in the tree singing. Oh, so we just think we're hearing the singing up there. But if we, if we pause, and but where's my experience of hearing the bird? Oh, it's here or right now listening to Judith and me. Where's my experience of hearing these two people? Oh, it's where I am. I'm conditioned to think I'm hearing it out of a computer or a device of some sort. But my experience tells me I'm hearing it here. And then I have something called emerging meditation, where if we close our eyes and don't use our memory, then we and don't use our memory, close our eyes. 
We can't find an edge to our body. Mm. We can't, there's no way. You can, might feel some pressure where you're seat, it's sitting and or your feet on the floor, some pressure there. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Fascinating. But we cannot, yeah, we don't, we cannot experience the edge to our bodies. So those are the sorts of things. So it's all experiential where people really get, we're doing our own research, which I'm going to find out who I am. Oh, and that's another question that, that we can ask, um, you know, who am I? Yes. Start really, you know, that's an inquiry question that I think yes. Mar, she might've been one of the ones that brought that forward for us. I love that researching my experience. Yes, that's, so, that's, that's paramount. You cannot get there otherwise. People read books, tons of books. Yeah, it's, it's that's all conceptual and intellectual. The only way to know our essential nature is experiential, and we have to to be our own researcher. So that would be would that be equivalent to experiencing my experience? Yes. I'm having an experience of my experience. Exactly. Exactly. Is that the same thing uh, as or similar to being aware of being aware? Are those the same? Yeah. The, the only slight change I'd make is you said I'm having an experience of an experience. It's just I am experiencing. I don't have it. That makes a duality. Right, 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 right. But yes, but I'm experiencing an experience. Mm. I can feel that viscerally in my body. I can actually feel that in my, uh, in my solar plexus area. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I invite people into an experience of experiencing themselves living on an edge uh, between what pulls them to the past and what calls them to the future oh, and the that. intersection of those two things exist right here in this moment of now, which is actually the collapsing of past and future into all there is, is now. That's beautiful. And to become aware of the tension of those two opposites and hold them together at mm -hmm. the same time, which is kind of, you know, sort of like, you know, how we talk about fear and excitement being mm. the same energy. It's just how we, in, how we interpret them. Mm. But um, I find that this is a little exercise that helps people uh, also become aware of an energy. Um, I call it an edge, mm. nothing scientific about it. Just the edge of seemingly opposing energies mm. one that pulls in one direction and one that calls in another direction so mm. i i respond one way if i'm being pulled right? right and i respond another way if i'm being called yeah yeah That's so great. love that yeah um you know what really you know i love how you uh in your bio you talk about biology, neuroscience, and quantum physics. So are we kind of talking about that? Or what more do you say about quantum physics? Because I talk about the quantum field a lot. Yeah, well, what I say about quantum physics, so the, so everything I'm talking about, about we're one being and we're source, are the, are the wisdom traditions. They've been telling us this for 3,000 years and all mm -hmm. great uh, religions all say the same thing, that we're one being, and the nature of which is peace and happiness. All of them say some version of that. Mm -hmm. And quantum physics is now caught up with the wisdom traditions. And quantum physics is also saying the same thing. Where there's one being. We're all intimately entangled and uh, can't find any separation. And, on, and then other things that I add... Uh, our, you know, our bodies are 99.999% energy, empty mm -hmm. space, empty mm -hmm. space. Yes. So really allowing that to sink in. And then also um, we have atoms in our bodies from like every person that's ever lived. So we're, yes. we're, yeah. So things like that, that, I don't think those last two are quantum physics, but the quantum physics is, yeah, there's one field, 
We are all it. We're not separate from it. We're not different from it. We are that field. Oh, and the other thing, though, about quantum physics is that everything, what they know is everything is popping right now. It's popping, popping, popping. Everything is brand new. Anything actually can happen in any like nanosecond because because every it seems like everything is uh, consistent, linear. There's uh, 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 but what, what's really going on is similar to those old movie uh, reels. Remember that when they used to do movies on those long films, there'd be a picture and then a blank space, I mean, a black space and then a picture and a black space. That's mm -hmm. really what's happening, but, th but it runs through so quickly that you don't notice the space between. That's yeah. what's actually happening yeah. right in the world. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So opening so, possibilities by- yeah. You, 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 uh, you, you wrote some interesting things about that. We're that a new era is opening mm -hmm. and, uh, you call this new era, the era of being mm -hmm. now you wrote this, you wrote about this, or at least what I have in my hands, uh, in the fall of 2019, which was actually prior to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if you see ways in which the pandemic has shifted the collective um or the impact of the of the pandemic has it accelerated the process do you experience any impact of our collective experience vis-a-vis -vis the pandemic and everything that you're teaching yeah i think it it, it... It created a pause for most people, as has been talked a lot about. And I think that pause allowed some of these feelings that we're talking about to arise. Instead of now being real busy and distracted all the time, all of a sudden I'm still. So now I'm starting to feel this discomfort about the life that I had before. Uh, so that's uh, that's a version of a call. We're uncomfortable. We're realizing, oh, I don't really want to live that way. So I think the pause helped us reveal to ourselves these underlying urges that had just been covered over by activity and, um, and mm -hmm. deadlines, mm -hmm. which is activity and all the things that we were used to doing and it got interrupted. And so it woke a lot of us up to, to new possibilities, but also to feel the underlying discomfort. And yes. I, I also think it's... Uh, you know, all the disruption that's going on, I actually think, too, is actually because uh, we believe, have believed in separation and we've built a world on an incorrect understanding of the world. And, and when anytime we build something on a, on a shaky surface, it's not going to continue forever. So we so things are, are being disruptive and, and disrupted in some chaos because um, we, we've got a false assumption that we've based uh, what how we are in the world on and so right. we're waking right. up to maybe something else is going on here you think yes yeah, you think? that that actually is the inspiration for this podcast you know as i began as i tuned into my own experience during the pandemic about this disruption and about the upheaval and about the coming apart and about the systems you know, the old patriarchal systems and other institutions that, you know, seemingly have been around forever suddenly are shifting, changing, yeah. being dismantled, crumbling. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we're in, we're kind of in the middle of that process right now. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. not, it's incomplete. It's happening right. while we're here. We're the ones who are standing, you know, in the rubble as the rubble continues, you know, as the bricks are falling, yeah. and, you know, as the systems are crumbling, we're here, you know, our little human, our little collective experience, we're all looking around trying to figure out what to make of all of it. And, you know, it just struck me that there is no going back. It's we're never going back to no. whatever it was. No. We're not going back there. It's does whatever that was is no more or it will it's in the process of becoming no more and we're in that space in time when whatever is going to be created 
hasn't really come together in any kind of form. And so just being in that experience called forth for me, well, okay, so this isn't normal. We're not going back to normal. No. There isn't going to be any, whatever replaces it. I I couldn't think of it in terms of a new normal because oh. normal is not even a context that we can relate to. Right. So I called I call it the new beyond. That's and I love that. That's because wonderful. it is beyond normal. Yes. It's beyond anything that we could even uh, imagine. And so what I love is that um you have a program that you call Praxis that is based on uh you're titling it the wild ones out in the field. Yes. And you you um you know, you refer to Rumi's piece, Rumi's poem. Now I learned something from you because you um you quote it's it, it you say it's called a great wagon. And I thought it was just called the field. Um but now you you supplied me with the is that the complete poem you put in this piece about praxis? Because I only know part of it. And the I reason so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. The reason that I'm bringing it up is because it's what I talk about consistently, you know, where Rumi uh, out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. And that I'm calling that field the new beyond because it's out beyond. Right. Right. And we're meeting there. And I see the invitation, you know, the possibility of coming together beyond anything that we ever could have imagined before and creating like a new paradigm for humanity. Yeah, exactly. When we know who we truly are is consciousness, awareness, source, and can, and can uh, remove the limitations of our beliefs and our emotions that hold us back, believing that we're these finite beings, we're actually infinite beings. Say more about that. Say more about that. Well, uh, um, so we are one with the universe. We talked about that quantum physics, quantum field, we're one and, and the universe is infinite and we are that. We're like, a, we're like the, let's say the universe is like an ocean. We're each a unique wave in the ocean, but we're also not separate from the ocean. We are filled with the ocean. We are filled with consciousness. We are consciousness. We express consciousness and consciousness is infinite. It's our limiting beliefs. I mean, go well, really go out beyond in the beyond right now is because we Einstein told us this, and we're told repeatedly now that time and space are actually human constructs. Yes. So the more that we can free ourselves from these beliefs, we can actually free ourselves from time and space. So yes, yes we are infinite beings. There are infinite possibilities. And, and you know, wisdom teachers say this. This isn't just me saying right, right. It's, right. it's the truth. It's actually the truth. And so, when we reveal to ourselves the truth, uh, then, uh, then yes, incredible possibilities in the out in the be uh, out in the beyond. Yes, beautiful and possible, beautiful possibilities, incredible possibilities. And then also out in the field beyond right and wrong. That is part of uh, the under, when we understand who we truly are, consciousness. There really isn't. Uh, that means like there's no judgment anymore. Things actually aren't right and wrong. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't behaviors that are inappropriate, but but uh, but when we understand who we truly are, consciousness has already allowed everything. Yes. Not and, and, and so consciousness and again who we are is an allowing space which means there's not right or wrong because it's already been allowed and we're allowing it. Again, I want to emphasize though, it doesn't mean that inappropriate behavior doesn't need to be addressed, discussed in whatever is an appropriate way, but we do that with a knowing that we're all this one being and with the love that we would have for another human being that's misbehaved. And yes. so without the judgment, the right and wrong, but what's appropriate given 
uh, knowing who we truly are and who they are. So it's a, of course, that's a, anyway, that's a yeah. of the types of things that could be, but yes, but we're these infinite beings and um, uh, then infinite capacities. Once we allow ourselves to start believing that instead of identifying, because we identify with our finite bodies, we think right. we're, we have these edges and, and so it's because we identify with that, that we're not experiencing these infinite possibilities. Right. Right. Are you familiar with the YouTube video um, called symphony of science? No. Oh, you have to watch this. Oh, I will. It's Carl Sagan. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's William Nye and Bill Feynman, three oh, wow. astrophysicists. Oh. And they have taken their words and they're all talking about the nature of the universe and the nature of reality and the cosmos. You know who, you know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they've taken these words and they've put it to symphonic music oh. and it's like a rap. It's amazing. And that, you know, I love, there's a part in there where, Carl Sagan says, um, we, we are made of star stuff. We're made of star stuff. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. We are a way for the cosmos to know itself. Mm. I mean, that, that kind of awareness gives me chills. It's just Sorry. so exciting. I find that so juicy by all means, Peggy and listeners go to YouTube Put in the search window, Symphony of Science. I will do that. Oh, I've watched this video. It's really catchy music. Yeah. And I, I've probably watched this video no less than 40, 50 times. Oh, it's wow. just so juicy. <laughs> in my terms, juicy. Okay, back to uh, your course praxis that you're calling Wild Ones. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. What do you mean by Wild Ones? WILD is an acronym for, the W stands for wisdom. So we've been talking about wisdom, traditions, wisdom, teachings today. So we explore that uh, so that we uh, so that we know these teachings intellectually and um, can start embracing them. So that's what the W stands for, is wisdom and the wisdom traditions and understanding them. Um, and then I stands for integrating, because we don't just understand them. You know, it's not useful just to have an understanding of it, but we integrate it into our being. So then we do work with emotions and um, uh, uh, and then how to work with thoughts and how to how to experience ourselves as a not separate being. How do I experience Ooh. myself? Yeah. So we right. integrate the wisdom traditions, teach that. And then the eyes for integrating. We're going to embody that, live it. And then L is for liberating ourselves from beliefs and um, uh, activities, relationships, thoughts, emotions, um, anything that's out of alignment with our essential nature. We liberate ourselves from that. And the D is so that we're living as the divine being that we are. And, and as we, we were both talking about, then whatever our unique expression is or our calling, whatever those breadcrumbs have been our whole life, we, we now are open to what that is. And we start uh, understanding that and integrating that and then living uh, the divine being that we truly are. So you've put this all together in a, it's a year long course. It's a year long, but people can register for 12 weeks at a time because it's, I know that it can be quite a commitment for people. So they would mm -hmm. have first 12 weeks, a strong foundation of everything mm -hmm. that we get here. And then they can renew, keep renewing. It was originally a year long course, but I've made it more available to more people to at least uh, see if, if, if it's something they want to stick with. So how, how would somebody find out about this course? They can email me at Peggy at Peggy hyphen O'Neill, O-N-E-A-L.com. Peggy at Peggy. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes. Okay. And um, uh, that's the main way I do have a LinkedIn page or they can go to uh, Facebook and Facebook. Or call and join the group it doesn't it's not answer it's answering call answering call um and uh those would be yeah those would be the ways all right all right and, and send information can... if they email me i'll send them information okay uh well i'll put that information in the in the show notes so people can join this group when they come in or can join today can join today they can join today so or anytime is anytime. that 
Okay. You don't have to be, you don't have to be in the praxis or even want to be in the praxis. Uh, I do Facebook lives every week about what we're talking about today. And I post content for people. So there's material and content, lots of videos now. You about- also have a lot of YouTube videos. Yes. So people can find you, uh, can hear you, hear your talk, hear you gather information about you and get a, get a sense about you on YouTube as well. That's yes. correct. That's correct. And I have a LinkedIn profile. And uh, if they do send me an email and I want to, I can add them to my email list and I do weekly articles about this subject. Oh, uh, so they get a weekly email with the subject and then any, anything I've got coming up is in that email too. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, I, you know, in wrapping, um, I like to end with all my guests with two questions. Um, first question is if you could go back to your younger self, maybe, you know, you, you know, at what point in your life where, you know, where the chapter was, maybe it was when you were being a lawyer and you were kind of searching for what's Uh missing or whatever, if you could go back to a younger version of you and either give yourself some advice, some wisdom or some coaching that would have been supportive to you at the time. Like if you could have accessed who you are today from all the wisdom that you've gained, you could go back to that younger version of you and, you know, give, give some coaching or advice or wisdom. What would you say to your younger self? Well, what's coming to me and my eyes are welling up as this is coming to me is to trust myself. But, but that's the wisdom but I don't, uh, I can't put that with something specific. That's uh, interesting. Uh, but Maybe I think- you didn't know you had it back then. You didn't know you were even capable back then. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's again, what we're all conditioned out of is we don't know how to really listen to ourselves and listen to our own internal guidance. Lots of times it's called intuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean the kind of intuition that it's like a skill developed, but the natural intuition, we are source. So we are already, we, we have that information, that guidance within. So I think that's what, um, what you opened for me in this question is um, that, yeah, if, if I had had access to that um, and, and uh, to, to free myself up to live my life, not the life that I thought I was supposed to live. Yeah. That's what's coming to me. So it was trust yourself. Yeah. Trust yes. yourself. Yeah. That's really powerful. Now, last question, Peggy. So that was go back. Now go forwards. Go uh, forwards in time. 10 years from now. Yeah. Who are you? What are you doing? What's your life look like? Uh, I'm still doing this. Somebody the other day said, "Are you? when are you going to retire? No, I'm never retiring. I love the work. <laughs> that I do exactly I, exactly. I like work for us to know who we truly are so what I'll be doing 10 years from now is is this uh uh with uh, you know, as many people as want to know who they truly are and that we're that you know as is, 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 you know there is infinite potential so uh so my commitment is we start living now you know a lot of people talk about well in 10 years we can be like this or 20 years we can be like this well i invite people no let's live that now we might have to remove some things but to be a stand now for us to live as who we truly are which is this one being we might not quite understand it but we stand there now and then we we do what we need to be what we what's appropriate for us to be that being now so i see myself continuing to do that um uh, and be in my life that way and i just invite continue to invite people to to what's possible and and to um you know i'm excited like we talked about a few minutes ago with our infinite potential no talent and what could we could really create uh, as more and more of us know who we are and live as who we truly are. And so that's exciting for yes. me. People get serious about this. So um, let's see, is there anything else I get? You know, it's just work doing the same thing, but doing it, but can I, but, you know, of course, to continue to advance it, to be more creative right now, I'm, I'm actually creating some new exercises. We talked about some exercises. So I'm getting 
becoming more creative around how do I help people be able to grok, if you know that word, um, yeah. to really embody and feel and embody and just know in your being to, to help people really know who they are. So, so I'll be continuing to do that. How do I help make it easier for us to access this and live this? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we, we need people like you. We and need you. Who, and me and people who are committed to this process of supporting yeah. people really embrace and own and come into a full expression of who they are. So yeah. keep on keeping on, my friend. Um, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you spending this time with us. Oh, it's been fabulous, Judith. Thank you so much. Many blessings to you. Thank you. Take care. Take care. And thank you, listeners. We'll see you next time here in the new beyond. Before we go, let me take a moment to thank my producer, Justina Nielsen, and thank all of you dear listeners for being here. If you enjoyed this podcast and think others would also benefit from listening, I have a little homework assignment for you. Please, Take a moment, go to our podcast page on Apple, and scroll down to where you see Write a Review. Then, say some nice things. I would be ever so grateful for your support. And if you listen on Spotify or other podcast providers, you can shower us with stars, preferably five, and let me know what you think. Email me at thenewbeyond2022 at gmail.com. And leave some feedback. I personally read and respond to every single message you send. Or you can visit The New Beyond on Facebook and leave your comments there. And lastly, don't forget to check out that free gift in the audio series on my website, judithrich.com. Thanks for being with me on this journey from here to The New Beyond.